Hey guys, welcome back to the King Kumar podcast where you will be inspired to make change. And today, my guest is Carter from CK Graphics. And Carter and I talk about how he got into graphic design and making logos for people and how he markets that on social media and how he really grows his business on a social media with a social media presence. And then we also talk about how Carter grew up in a home school. Um, Carter used, went to public school and unfortunately it didn't work out. And now he's being homeschooled and he basically learns on his own. And we talk about his experience with that. Um, also, this is quite a bit of a short podcast. So I'm also going to be breaking down the Bears and Packers game. So stay tuned for that. And I'm all- welcome to the show. How you doing, so, bud? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing really good, too. So talk to me about your story. How did you get into making graphics and making content on Instagram? I've always um, been into, like, drawing and, like, sketching with, like, art and stuff whenever I was younger. So, like, as I got older, I started to develop, like, more of my own style and, like, getting into um, forming my own style, basically. But I got into, like, doing it more and more and more. And then I got through YouTube and I started watching this dude called uh, Chi World 123 And, like, he started to inspire me with, like, the graphics design and being able to, like, customize, like, pictures that are already there and turn them into, like, your own um, cartoon. And so, basically, just through, like, years and years of just, like, drawing every so often, I've become influenced by others and... um, through my own thoughts on doing edits. So that's interesting. So talk to me about when you when you have an idea, when you have a picture, what what is the process that that's goes through graphic designing? Um well first, I mean, it's either a picture or a logo cuz right now my biggest project is a logo which I can't release right now but um Basically, I have to talk to the client. We have to um, talk about what he wants, um, different possibilities of like what they want to do, um, naming, fonts, different stuff like that. And then um, once we figured out what they want and pricing, then I'll go through the whole process of like drawing it up on a piece of paper and um, getting those ideas out. And they'll pick out like which one they want. Um, most and so once they've uh, figured out like which one specifically that they want I'll go to my computer I'll start to um, draw it out uh, color it put in the um, fine little details that they want and after that I send it to them I say hey is this what you were looking for and they'll say yes or they'll say no or they'll say yeah but can you change this and so I try and uh, work to the customer's needs and uh, satisfaction. And so as I'm doing that, uh, they're sitting there and they're just basically sitting on the sidelines as I'm making it for them. And we're working on 
like the fine little details, like say somebody wants like a calligraphic um, styled like font, I would go through and I would type it up, but then I would go through and draw back over it and make it look um, a little bit more clean. And so after that, I send it to them and I'm like, hey, is this what you want? And they're like, yeah, 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 that's what I want. And so they'll pay for it after because I don't like to do the whole here, I'm going to make you pay unless I know for sure that I can do it. So I get them to pay for it after. And then after that, then I either do my own thing or I have other uh, clients waiting for me. That's so cool. So how, what is your preferred like software to make these logos? I actually um, don't like telling people what I use uh, just for like confidential reasons. Like I don't like people knowing what I use. So then they're like, oh, I, I think I'm going to go out and buy it. So then I can make my own instead of like bringing business, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I understand that. So talk to me about how you actually approach clients, how you, you know, we live in a world where someone told me this um, on Instagram, on Instagram Live, but basically you DMing people on Instagram is like the door-to-door selling, you know, if you know what I mean. So like you can direct yeah. message like restaurants. I mean, for me, I direct message people like you, like influencers, Um people who are just doing their own thing and they get their stories. So how do you do that? How do you DM potential clients? Um, well, I start off by making a post with like specific hashtags and saying, hey, follow me if you want a logo or you want a picture done. Message me, the minimum fee is $10 and prices vary. So we'll discuss that depending on what you want. And if I don't get anything within two to three days, I'll start going through and looking at um, different accounts saying like, like say there's like a little uh, up and coming rapper that wants like a mixtape cover. I can message them and be like, hey, I'm a graphic designer. You're a new um, beginner rapper. I was wanting to know if you would want to collaborate on a mixtape cover for uh, one of your albums or solos and um, they'll say yes or no and if they say no then I'm like all right cool let me know if you do want to at some point and if they still don't hit me up then that's cool um, I'm not going to try and force anybody to uh, like message me and get uh, stuff done but um, I mean normally I just go through and I try and find like more potential clients than just like hitting up a random person. That's very interesting. Um, that's so, I like how you do that because like many people, they kind of, well, first they kind of get the money before they start and then that's not good. And then when they do say no, they kind of keep on pushing it. I like how you, prove to them that, hey, I can do this, and then you charge him. That's that's a really good um, yeah. thing that you're doing. So talk to me about, like, other passions you have. Is there anything else that you're interested in? Um, I do 
like I said, I do the whole like drawing um, on paper, but I like to uh, play Xbox every so often. I um, I have a Husky that's actually laying in my room right now. Um, her name's Luna. She's like two and a few months old. Uh, so she's like two years and like two or three months. Um, but there's that, and then I should be getting back into uh, jujitsu soon. So there's also martial arts. That's cool. So earlier today, you told me that you were um kind of homeschooled. So talk to me about that. What's kind of that experience like? Um, I wasn't always homeschooled. I uh, started off at public school, went through about um, third or fourth grade, and decided to like my me and my parents both decided, hey, we'll try a uh, private school. So I started going to a private um private Christian school, and I went there from like fourth or fifth grade through about um like halfway through eighth grade. And I started dealing with a few um, bullies, I guess you could say. Um, and so my parents were like, hey, do you want to be homeschooled or do you want to try a public school again? So I went back to public school. I was there for about half a semester and like that did not work out. So I went to homeschool and I've been doing homeschool for like a year and a half now. And like me personally I love it because I can do my work like at my own pace like today I only had like three lessons and I finished it within like two hours and whenever I'm done with my work I'm done for that day I don't have to do anything else unless I want to work ahead if I feel like working ahead or like say I have a friend that's also homeschooled or like a friend that's like in college and doesn't have school that day and they want to hang out I'm always free. I don't have to wait till like three o'clock or whatever. I can just go and hang out whenever I'm done with school. That's cool. So do you teach yourself or does like your parent your parents teach you? Like do you use like Khan Academy and stuff like that? I don't use an academy, um, nor does my mom teach me. It's more of a online program, um that basically my mom goes through and like assigns everything and like she I wouldn't say she grades it, but she does grade it. She goes through and makes sure it does the work. And then um, after I've done it, then we send all of my test grades and stuff to the state. And they say, hey, you passed or hey, you didn't pass. And I either move up or stay where I'm at. But um, over the years that I've done it, then I've uh, passed and done fairly well. That's awesome, man. That's so cool. So I want to ask you this. I know you're kind of um pretty young, but do you see college as a foreseeable future for you? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say college. Um, more as like an art school, like Savannah College and Design, um, College of Art and Design, but um. No, college, no, but, like, maybe an art school, yeah. That's cool. Do you mean Savannah, Georgia? Yeah, like Savannah, Georgia. That's who I went there a couple of years ago. It's a beautiful town. But, yeah, so um, kind of want to give you the floor 
to say anything else that you want to answer? Is there anything else that I didn't cover that you want to speak about? Um, well, to anybody that's out there, like, wanting to start up their own little business or just do, like, their own little, I wouldn't necessarily call it a side hustle, but, like, like they're just little own little thing to the side to make a little bit of extra money. Um, don't give up. Always pursue what you want to do. Um, and just always be out there and work on what you love. Don't work on something just because, oh, it'll make more money. Do what you love and the money won't matter as much. Um, and also all of you King, uh, Kumar fans out there, make sure you go follow me at, uh, CK graphics 04 on Instagram. So where do I start with that Bears and Packers game? Well, let's get the elephant out the room. We lost. Our offense sucked. Mitch Trubisky did not do well. Matt Nagy didn't call the right place. And, you know, we deserve that loss. We should have put more points than just three on that board. And just absurd that it came down to the Bears only scoring three points. I mean, from here, if I'm going to change that offense, what I would do is, first of all, the main thing, I would change up that playbook. And make sure I run it more with um, a good young running back in David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen and Mike Davis. And I would kind of take the pressure out of Mitch Trubisky because he threw for 45 passes. And no QB should throw for that much. Then the next step is we got to, I got to get, we Mitch Trubisky has to get comfortable. Because if he does not, and he keeps scamming bad games like he did in the Packers game, we're going to be screwed. So we have to really break it down, make it easy for Mitch to make those throws. And Mitch has to find those open receivers. He can't just have in his brain that he's going to throw to Allen Robinson. He needs to look and see, okay, Allen Robinson's not open. Okay, I got to find a different receiver. So I really hope this week Mitch can improve on that because, you know, Mitch is always being compared. And I feel like he's the laughing stock of a quarterback in the NFL. And I'm not saying he's better than Rodgers. I'm not saying that he's better than Mahomes or he's better than Watson. I'm just saying that the guy didn't start much in college. Okay. Basically, his first year here didn't count. Okay, last year was his rookie year. And this year is just like his pro rookie year. You know, it's his second year in the NFL, basically, in Matt Nike's system. And he really needs to step it up. He really needs to put the bears on his back and prove to the haters the quarterback he is. Because he has potential. Last year, in a Buccaneers game, he threw for six TDs. You know, last year, in that game that we lost against the Eagles, he proved to be lights out. He got us to the position where Parkley could hit that kick. You know, 
yeah, I agree. Parkley didn't make most of the points, but he got us to there. And he needs to step it up and play like at least an average quarterback. I mean, I want to play better than an average quarterback, but he needs to play like NFL caliber quarterback, a top 15 quarterback, like I think he is. Okay, I'm not asking Mitchell Trubisky, like I said before, to be Rodgers. I'm just asking him to step it up, make his reads, and if he needs to, make a check down. Okay, on that interception to Adrian Amos, I watched that play. He could have easily done a check down. He didn't have to throw it to Amos. He also, in my opinion, held the ball for quite a bit of time. But again, he could have hit those check downs. And, you know, I think there's an interesting stat that the Bears are more effective on offense with Trey Burton, and that might be true. So, you know, we have to see. But if the Bears are going to be a Super Bowl team, our offense has to step it up. Mitchell Trubisky has to get in rhythm. He has to make the throws. He has to get us in the end zone. He has to score points. Because if we're going to keep scoring three points this whole season, we're not going to win much games. Our defense is arguably the best defense. And if Mitch Trubisky fails this year, it's going to be a long season. We're going to be screwed. And this will probably be his last season as a bear because I believe he's entering a contract year. So, again, to wrap it up, Mitchell Trubisky needs to step it up. And he needs to make his throws. He needs to get us some points. He needs to do check downs. He needs to read his receivers read the defense better. So now let's kind of shift it and talk about Andrew Luck. Okay, so after the Bears and Colts game last Thursday, actually during that game, Andrew Luck retired. And what I say to this is for the fans who were booing as he was going back in the, into the um, tunnel because this happened during the game, he was on the sideline when this report came out that he was retiring. They were booing. And to this, I say, why? Okay. Um, when Andrew Luck was first retired, um, he didn't have any O-line. So he went through a lot of hit after hit. And he went through concussion after concussion. And many big injuries. And um, football isn't just a physical sport. It's a mental sport. And these injuries take a toll on not only your physical side, but also your mental side. So what I say to this is that why did you bill him? Because he went through a lot of pain and a lot of pain and he went through a lot of wear and tear on his body, a lot of recovery, and this really took a toll on him. You know, I remember listening to this podcast with um Big Cat and with on this podcast called The Corp. And Big Cat um basically interviewed his co podcast host, um, Alex Rodriguez. And Alex Rodriguez said that um, when he retired, he knew it was a good time because he didn't love the game anymore. His recovery took him longer, and he was—it just he doesn't—he didn't love the game anymore. I think that's what happened with Andrew Luck. And many Colts fans—they were just booing. And then on social media, they're also booing and kind of going. And then kind of kind of want to um, take this podcast to a different thing, and that is a Popeye's chicken sandwich. So if you don't already know. Um, Popeyes came up with a brand new chicken sandwich, and they basically released it on their um, Twitter. 
and that tweet got about 29,000 likes and a lot of retweets. And it just shows you the power that social media has in your life. Okay, social media can basically change your life and basically make you an influencer. You just need to know how to use it and how to use social media to um, grow the hack, what you want. Um, in my podcast, I do this. I use social media so I can get a lot of amazing guests for you guys. Um, and I use social media so I can DM them or find their email. And, you know, this kind of goes along with my future plans of this podcast. And what I want to do is I want to try to get some NFL players and I want to find guests who are killing it in their game and whatever they do. So I'm trying to get one of my good friends, Tommy Coyne, who is an awesome lacrosse player now playing at lacrosse. And I'm also going to be interviewing my friend Joe Kennedy, who is killing in his game of knowing that there is knowledge. So like I said, um, social media can grow past your career, whatever you want to do. Now, let's go use social media in a different sense and how it can kind of go the opposite, but kind of get something that you want. So moments ago, as this podcast is recording, Antonio Brown got released from the Raiders. So if you don't know who Antonio Brown is, he's a wide receiver who used to play on the Steelers, but it's not one of the Raiders. So let's kind of break down this whole cycle. Um, so basically, um, last year, Antonio Brown played for the Steelers. And him and Big Ben, the Steelers quarterback, got into like an altercation. Antonio Brown and Big Ben had, they were yelling at each other and they got into a fight. And then Antonio Brown did not end up showing up to the week 17 game and he said oh i was injured and stuff like that and basically they, he caused a rift in the Steelers organization and he's eventually traded to the raiders so now antonio brown goes to the raiders you know everything seems good and then this summer a report came out that um antonio brown did not like the current helmet he was wearing because the nfl um had a new helmet change and so that um i think new so now NFL players have to switch to this new kind of helmet. And Antonio Brown said, oh, he can't see very much and that he wouldn't play with his helmet on. So basically that happened. And then very recently this week, Antonio Brown and the on Raiders GM Mike Mayhawk got into an altercation where Antonio Brown yelled at their GM. And basically the, Ra- the Raiders were going to, there was a report that the Raiders, the Raiders, sorry, were going to, um, um, suspend Antonio Brown, and basically this was some clause that if they re- suspend Antonio Brown on the week one game, they don't have to pay his 30 million, sa- 30 million salary. So after, but eventually the Raiders said, okay, we're not gonna suspend him. We're just gonna um fine him. So he got fined, and then Antonio Brown actually showed up to their practice, and then he also later that day, so later yesterday. I think he released this YouTube video where he basically talked about how he was a villain in the league. And then he had a voiceover. Um, I'm not sure if it's John Gurdon. No one knows if it's John Gurdon. But basically, John Gurdon says, hey, do you want to be a Raider? And Antonio Brown says, hey, yeah, I've been a Raider since week one, since I first got here to the Raider Nation. And basically, um, Antonio Brown... And then Sean Gurdon goes on and saying, and then Antonio Brown, sorry about this. Antonio Brown says, well, do you want me to be a Raider? And and basically, um, 
the head coach of the Raiders, John Gruden, says didn't say much. He didn't say anything. He didn't show that in the video. So after that video ended, um, today, this morning, Antonio Brown made an Instagram post where he said he wanted to be released from the Raiders. And basically, just now that happened. Now, many of you listening are may not be NFL fans so or football fans in general. So I'll break this down, okay? When you have a star employee, when you have a star teammate, a star person in your group who you want to work with, um, maybe that's not the best idea. Maybe you want someone who's going to be a team, a team worker, someone who's going to help you. They don't have to be a star, but as long as they can work with other people, as long as they can help other people and be a team worker, then you're fine. Um, so what I say to this is don't look for the star. Look for the person who you know can help um, your team grow. I remember listening to this podcast called The TED Radio. I mean, The TED Interview with Adam Grant. And Adam um, basically interviews, like, people. And he interviewed um, this guy who used to play for the Heat. And basically, Shane Battier, I believe. And basically, um, when Shane Battier was on the court, he wasn't very good. He didn't score many points, but he was a team builder. Whenever he was on the basketball court, his team did instantly better, okay? Because um, he was a team builder. He would pass it. He would help his other players, the star players, um, who are really good, like LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and um, Chris Voss get the ball. And he would just spread the ball around. He was a team builder. He was, he, he was a team uh, manager of the game. And so this is what you need. You need to find that person who is going to manage your job, who's going to manage, you know, the tasks that you complete. And you need to find that person, not the person who's a star. Um, yeah, so that's about it for this extra podcast of mine. And segment, sorry. And if you like that podcast, don't forget to give it a rating and give it a rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Peace out, guys.